2: introducing the new starbucks pistachio cream cold brew silky pistachio cream cold foam tops our bold smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor make today a good day order ahead on the starbucks app Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast. This is Patrick Prince, editor of Goldmine. Goldmine is the music collector's magazine, and it has been since 1974. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com to check out exclusive content, and also go to our store, shop.goldminemag.com, to check out exclusive vinyl, unique vinyl, and collector accessories. Also, go to the newsstand and pick up. If you're not a subscriber, go to the newsstand and pick up the print edition at select Barnes and Noble and Books a Million stores. For this podcast episode, we'll have chasm Selton. And for those of you who don't know him, well, you should. He's been the bassist for Utopia for many years. He also has his own solo career going, and he has a lot of ventures uh, going on right now. He has his own talk show, his own radio show, and that's on Radio Woodstock, and that's live on Sunday, 6.38 Eastern Time, Uh, and he also has a new podcast. He has a podcast that began in March. It's called The Unsung Podcast. It's a scripted podcast series loosely based on his life. Now, it's also a comedy series as well, and I'll explain why he chose to go that direction. But it's pretty close to home as far as based on his life. And you can check that out if you go to theunsungpodcast.com. And we'll talk about his new ventures as well as many of his experience as a rock and roll bassist so we'll be right back with chasm sultan after this message
1: hey siri how do you start a podcast a frog pod is podcast i'm sorry i didn't get that Unappreciated and unloved, I guess I shouldn't whine. my name is alex sultan the bass player for some of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time yeah that's right welcome to my And after 40 years of being on the road, of course, what happens? I collapse on stage. And you'd think being sober for 15 years would buy me a little sympathy from my loving family. They didn't even show up to the concert. Couldn't find a babysitter. Bible study. Band rehearsal. For starters, there's my oldest daughter, Marnie, who's got a loveless marriage and a career in politics. In that order.
2: I can't talk. I'm heading into a council meeting.
1: Fine. I'll come to you.
2: Oh, oh, no, 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 Dad.
1: Marnie's been holding this family together in my absence.
2: This is a huge deal for me. It's election day and I need my family there.
1: Oh, shit, Marnie. I'm sorry.
2: Don't be. I won without your help. Apparently, there's three more people out there who love me.
1: Then there's my son, Doug. Yeah, he's something else. Dad, you legit died on stage. It's on YouTube. Oh, during which song?
0: that we lost mom already and I'm too young to be an orphan
1: you're 30 I'm 27 who is going to adopt me I thought he'd follow in my footsteps but I didn't realize that meant as a drummer in a death metal band I just came from band rehearsal full makeup for a rehearsal you dress
0: for the job you want
1: and my youngest daughter Kelly a nurse with a heart of gold
3: dad is lucky the Lord didn't take him but you know God works.
1: In mysterious ways. But I'm pretty sure the guy she's about to marry is a weirdo sex cult leader.
3: I'm marrying a man of God, and Jesus will keep us on track.
1: So you're marrying Jesus, too? Oh,
3: grow up.
1: Then there are the other people in my life who make every day interesting. Like my new best friend, Frank.
3: Oh, you gotta give the
1: people what they want. Music, personality, feet. My girlfriend, I, I mean, manager, Olivia. We need to talk about your career. Then there's my doctor who reminds me of that guy in the paper chase. If you keep running around like this, it's light out. And my granddaughter, Sophie. Cute doesn't begin to describe her.
3: I'm not supposed to talk to strangers.
1: I'm not a stranger, Sophie. I'm your grandpa.
3: I didn't know I had a grandpa.
1: My kids think I'm ridiculous, raunchy, and (laughs) self-destructive. Dad created an OnlyFans account. (laughs) And oh yeah, they don't know this yet. I'm broke.
0: This is destroying my
1: social life. But hell... I taught them all how to play music. I taught them to never quit. I gave each one of them an appreciation for life. And nothing compares to being together with your whole family. Am I right? Even if it is Staten Island.
0: My life is unsung. There's no refunds. Trying to rank the tune,
1: yeah. To a life unsung.
3: Unsung, the rock and roll comedy podcast.
2: Hey, man. Great. So how are you? I'm well.
0: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Are, are you in uh, California or?
0: I am Maybe... not. I'm in New York City.
2: I was going to say, uh, like your podcast, are you living in Staten Island?
0: <laughs> well, I. that's uh, that's part of the podcast. Uh, that's part of why the podcast is, is interesting, because Staten Island is a very interesting place.
2: Yeah, uh, I've heard. For some people I, I... anyway. I thought maybe you were talking to other musicians or that's usually the type of podcast with musicians. Now, Yeah. yeah. Right. That well, that would make sense,
0: wouldn't it? That would, <laughs> that would make, that would make, that would make sense. But you know, um, it, we, we like to think outside the box here on Staten Island. So,
2: no, so, it's very uh, cool. I, I like the idea a lot more because there, there are a lot of those podcasts that I just explained and this is when you called it the unsung podcast. It began in March. Um, why the word unsung?
0: Um, it, it actually uh, it started. It started as um, it it just it started as an idea, and uh, the idea was that hey, um, you know, I lead this kind of. Uh, I, I guess for lack of a better term a, a very very interesting existence um you know i am uh, like a lot of people in in my industry i'm um, uh, I, I play with different bands I've, i and i have for my entire career i've played with a lot of people uh, and uh, i also have a solo career and um, and i'm also a family man Um you know i was married uh in my early 20s and i have three children that uh, uh you know I, I kind of i raised by throwing money at them uh and my wife really uh what raised the kids um i was gone on a on a good year i uh, in terms of work i would be gone probably eight months maybe eight and a half nine months out of the year um and so the kids were, were raised without me being around a lot. Um, uh, you know, I don't want to make it seem like I was a complete absent parent. I wasn't when, you know, whenever I came home, I would take my daughter to a father daughter dance or my son to the Cub Scout meetings and stuff like that. But it's, it, it, in talking to, um, Michael Simon, the director and Scott Kushner, uh, the other executive producer, I, um, uh, you know, we we wanted to really explore the 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 dynamic between being a, a, a rock and roll rock and roller. I don't want to say rock star, but um, uh, being a rock and roller and having a family life. And uh, and the way that I explained it to those two gentlemen um, at the very beginning was, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm on a I'm on a private plane coming back from a gig in uh in south carolina and uh, i get off the plane and um uh into the limousine and my my phone rings and it's my wife says don't forget to pick up milk and the garbage pails need to go out tonight, you know <laughs> so uh so it's that it's that dichotomy between you know playing in front of thousands of people and and, and all the adulation that comes with that uh, or right. being involved in that uh, in that environment and then being a family guy.
2: Right. And, and the uh podcast, obviously, it's very close to home. And but yeah. you called the character Alec instead. Was yeah. Just to give yeah, some um, space and boundaries.
0: Yeah. I mean, zone? You know. I think it would have been a little bit too um, weird, uh, uh, too too assumptive.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. too
0: weird and too assumptive to to use my my first name. You know, we could we can get away with using my second name. There's probably a few thousand sultans in the world, <laughs> but um, there there aren't there uh, actually there are probably a, a few thousand Kasim sultans. Um, but we wanted to to uh, take it away from my my um, take it just a little bit away from that.
2: And what's cool. It's a comedy series and life can yes. be very humorous.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> whose life isn't, you know, isn't filled with some kind of comedy somewhere, you know?
2: Now your, your character, Alec. Yeah. Has a heart attack on stage. You never had any yeah. problems. Did you on, on stage? Uh,
0: uh, not on stage. No. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty healthy uh yeah. um and uh i i've i have been um on stage with someone that has had um, a heart attack
2: right.
0: <laughs> um and it wasn't pretty um but uh you know uh, it, it, it's yeah it's just part of the storyline you know it's part part right. of like you know how how, how are we going to you know grab people in an initial few minutes you know and make them want to listen to to another five episodes or the rest of this episode for that matter
2: well it makes the um character who is on the road when he has a heart attack come back to home for at least you know a certain amount of time right yeah well he's
0: he is yes he's forced to come back to home because uh he was actually uh in the in the the first episode he is performing at in his hometown of staten island yes and uh and that's where he has his uh his heart attack granted it is not fatal um and then all of a sudden his children have to start taking care of him again you know or or actually his children have to start taking care of him period um (laughs) and that then that and then and hilarity ensues (laughs) you, you know
2: right well, I like how his children make up, made up excuses uh, not to go yeah. to the show. Um,
0: and you know, oddly enough uh, oddly enough, um, I have played in in, in Manhattan and and uh, in, in the surrounding tri state area. And you know, my kids giving my kids tickets, and they're like, you know, <laughs> I, I I had a wedding I had to go to, uh, or I had a, 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 a my my girlfriend it was girls' night out, or my son had you know had something else to do uh and and i think that you know it's not it, it's not because they're not interested it's it's just because they grew up around it you know and it's it's not it's not a big deal for them to go see a show and certainly not to go see their dad play a show exactly
2: you know? what one part i liked in the uh, podcast episode was your son who's a musician as well but uh-huh. a death metal band drummer for a death metal yeah. band he uh-huh. goes to he tries to have a conversation with you but you're playing your guitar and you can't hear him so right. in a way to communicate with you or to break through to you he jumps on the drums right yeah and you uh-huh. guys start jamming <laughs> i thought that was yeah pretty he, cool for he, he
0: jumps a- on the drums and starts jamming uh and, and he actually knows my my songs and i'm surprised yeah. because um You know, it's you're getting really deep uh, uh, into the the dynamic between uh, a a parent and a child. You know, it's like sometimes parents don't really think that children take much notice of them. Um, And and yet at the same token, they are you know, they are totally um, devoted to their parent. You know, that that child is is devoted. He might not show it and he might not say it. But um, deep down inside, there is a a, a, a love uh, that, uh, that you know, that children always have for, for a parent, you know.
2: Now, let's talk about the actors, uh, the, the voiceover yeah. actors. Um, I guess mm-hmm. you would call them voiceover, right? It's, it's not an animated Yeah, film. they're
0: voice actors. Um,
2: yeah. Now, you could have... Uh, why didn't you play yourself or play Alec? Was there a reason for that? You just you felt like it belonged to a a regular professional actor.
0: I, I, you know, I think that the, that, that part of the problem is, is is that I would have probably gotten a little bit too, um, too literal with the part, you know? And, uh, and and I think that, uh, that it needed, it needed someone to be outside of it to, um, to take a look at, at that character and make it his own for me it, it you know and grant you know again this is these stories are loosely based on my right, life it is right. not my life it's right. loosely based on me so therefore um to have someone interpret it uh that that does a lot of voice work that that is used to working in voice. that medium right. is is not is it's not a bad idea um you know I, I listen, I wish I could be Larry David, you know I really do. I wish that I could do I, I wish that I could write uh, and um and, and star in my my own TV show. but uh sometimes it's it's it it's better to uh to allow someone else to interpret it and uh, and it just makes it more interesting, you know
2: well, the actor I'm trying to pronounce his name correctly, Sean Donnellan. he doesn't really yes. go. He does do. Yeah, he's he's, a...
0: he, he's actually a, very familiar with Staten Island too. Well, he's um, he, Yeah, he has spent he has spent time on Staten Island. So, um <laughs> I, I we were very very lucky to find Sean and um uh, and and have him interpret that that character as well as he did.
2: And, and does, and yeah. All the kids are good. It's professionally done like a lot of the yeah. professional podcasts. Mm-hmm. out there today um, especially with fictional stories and yeah. uh, a lot of these fictional sto- podcasts turn out to be movies or television shows I mean do you have an ambition for maybe this to turn into something like that it could
0: well that's how it, we that's how we started actually we started um uh, the project with the idea in mind that we were going to write a, a, a pilot with um, you know subsequent episodes And then try to sell it to uh, either a streaming service or a network and um, after a few meetings about that we decided that you know what that's a really, really difficult road to go down. Um, I I mean uh, you know networks and streaming services are are inundated with uh, with ideas on a daily basis, and so rather than you know spend the next. However long, uh, trying to get it in front of a, a, a buyer, uh, in, in, in front of a, 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 a programming director, or, or okay. you know somebody, we we figured, you know what? Let's just do it this way at first, and we'll and we'll let it develop kind of organically, and uh, and see what happens. Um, but there is definitely a, a, a desire and, and a wish. That uh, that we can um, bring it to uh, to to whether it's television or you know or streaming service or something yeah. like that. Well, the beauty the of podcast
2: each episode you can uh, monitor to see what is popular, uh-huh. what works, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, and, yeah. You
2: know, it's like a demo tape, right? Yes, For a musician, yeah. Um, but more so than a demo tape, it has a lot of followers and. And people really like it. I mean, everyone from uh, Dateline to, you know, just um, you know, E like uh, television. Mm-hmm. They do podcasts that turn into something bigger. You know, so yeah, you you never know. I could see this working because it's unique. You know, yeah. I can't think of anything where maybe a musician, but uh, a rock musician with a family. Does anything come to mind? I can't really think of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, and I keep going back, Patrick, I keep going back to this. There was a show in the the either the mid 70s or the late 70s or early 80s of a dad. Uh, uh, and he had uh, he had a four track recorder and he was a musician and, yeah. and it was just him and his son. And uh, and he had a he had this four track tape player on a piano, like, like the, one of the main scenes was the living room. And uh, and for the life of me, I cannot find this show oh, anywhere. I've googled it, um, I, I've tried to, I've, I've tried doing multiple searches for it, I can't, uh, I can't find Well, he find was like
2: it. a singer songwriter, sort correct. of correct, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but this is even better because this is someone who you know is playing with rock bands and on tour right so it has i really like the idea of the the dichotomy of being on the road all the time and now having to be home all the time you know yeah Yeah. it's a nice i think it will connect to a lot of people not just you know not just a a musician who tours all the time but you know dads that work whether it's on wall street or you know, mm-hmm. construction, and they're, they have, to, maybe they're the breadwinners, they have to work constantly, and they come home late, right, so, yeah, you know, I think it has a universal uh contact, connection, Um that yeah. will definitely play well, um, see so, how you know, it does, uh, I wish you all the best with it, and I think it, there's, thank you, there. um, <laughs> yeah, you,
0: I, I hope so, I think it's, I think it's a really, really heartwarming, and loving, and, and poignant,
2: uh, uh
0: commentary on that li- that life and it, it's interesting because like you said it could be anybody it could be it could be a construction worker or a police officer or a fireman police officers good.
2: Um, yeah any right yeah
0: you know um, what i used to uh, just as an aside what i used to tell my my wife um is that uh just uh you know imagine if i was in the military and right. you know listen thank god for for everyone who serves this country in that capacity um, and, and I am forever grateful for, for all of the, every branch of service, uh, in the military, but they go away for eight months at a time, you know, and six, they, eight months at a time.
2: Sacrificing their life. You don't know yeah. if they're going to return, right? Um, yeah.
0: That's the big difference between that and rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, Um,
2: yeah. you know, it could be something, you know, that happened on the base or something like that. I mean, they are, yeah, you know, in the military. So, right. um, Now, how about some of the reaction of like, uh, have your children, your real life children, uh, did you get some feedback from them?
0: Yeah, all they want to know is when they can, when are they going on the red carpet? You know, that's all all they care. Like, okay, so when do I get to meet Andy Cohen? And I'm like, well, (laughs) not right away. You got to give it a minute. Um, As a matter of fact, we are uh, in the process of putting together a... uh, um, uh, a a little streaming video of um uh with the actors and myself and the production team um and uh and a brilliant comedian uh by the name of jody miller um in los angeles who interviewed all of us tomorrow my eldest daughter uh alexandra who is uh in the in the podcast her name is marnie um so we're interviewing my daughter tomorrow and and it's two questions it's just two questions what was it like growing up uh, in in the household because she was there uh, from the very beginning and uh and what was and what do you think of your character so I, I even I'm interested to see what she has to say.
2: <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't warned you or uh, no, no 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 I I,
0: I don't want to know I, okay. I I actually don't want to know. <laughs>
2: well that that's pretty cool you know I could see I I could see you going on Andy Cohen uh, watch what happens yeah. live <laughs> yeah. You yeah we well, probably
0: bargain. have we probably have some some argument about something or another <laughs> it's like i would remember something that happened a certain way and, and all three of my children would say you're out of your mind it didn't happen like yeah. that
2: right now yeah. you're you're very busy with other projects too right you have your uh-huh. you have a radio show right and i do
0: i have a weekly radio show
2: i haven't heard that yet i it says that you people could call in for a live chat Is that correct? No.
0: um, Well, actually, um, not on the show, but uh, we have a chat room set up so that um, my show is uh, it runs in different uh, at different times in different places. We're on in eight markets right now. Uh, But the main my flagship uh, station is WDST out of Woodstock. It's called Radio Woodstock. Um, And and the show uh, is on at 7 p.m. every Sunday night uh, on Radio Woodstock. We're also on in like Roanoke, Virginia, Bowling Green, Kentucky, Santa Fe, New Mexico, um, Bangor, Maine, um, uh, and a a bunch of and three other places I just don't come to my mind right now. Um, In any, oh, um, Abilene, Texas is one of them, Uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana is another one. So having said that, um, and I have this chat room set up uh that is um uh, that a bunch of fans that are complete my my loyalist supporters we uh we get in a chat room every Sunday night and for the hour from seven to eight we just sit and talk to each other and say how's your life going what's going on oh I love this song um oh uh, and then you know we they ask me some questions and I always make myself available for the people who support me and, and and have been around for me from from the the early days.
2: Well, I like the tagline. It says, "It's my world, and welcome to it." Do yeah. you play a lot of your material? Do you play stuff that you were influenced by, or is it just talk radio? I, like I no, said, no, I- no, no, no,
0: no, no. We play. Uh, I play uh, between fifteen and sixteen tracks during an hour. Um, and and um, it is it is a little informative. I do uh, I do talk about songs and, and about what uh, what I I like or, uh, or or what interests me about a particular song that I'm playing. We also do a little factual stuff, like um, I'll talk about the band uh, and and how that particular band was formed, or or, or in, something interesting that had to do with that particular song um and but it's a music show uh and and, uh, and i play a lot of new music and a lot of old music i don't play a lot of my own music because that would just be too easy um and then the and then the show becomes more of a commercial for me and uh, uh that's not you know i don't it's not that i don't need it i you know it, it's always great to, to um hawk your own wares but uh but this is about bringing music to uh,
2: to a wide audience. Do now you talk about your loyal fans? Do you ever share uh, stuff with them, like demos, and say, "What do you think about this? Uh, do you like this song?" I How have in the, the past. Drive? interesting. Yeah, I,
0: I, I absolutely have in the past. I've, I, I've shared it. Not so much with family members because um, they tend to uh, they tend to like everything because they're afraid to say they don't like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh but i if i go to a fan with uh a, a, and 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 beg their honesty uh and say listen if you know just let me know what you think about this um i usually get a pretty good read on uh on how things are going and and, and i will share um like good uh just piano demos or guitar mm-hmm. demos um or, or sometimes they're a little bit you know uh finished but sometimes they're not you know it depends
2: now i like the one of your solo songs that uh it's it's a recent song more love and it kind uh-huh. of uh, continues or carries on the the sort of ringo star john lennon message of promoting love which is good yeah. because that that's needed in the world today right yeah um, yeah did that come from touring with ringo or was that just something that came naturally because so Ringo um, is always always. yeah well everything every time
0: anyone whoever who whoever has any contact with Ringo he starts over with peace and love and he ends with peace and love um
2: yeah
0: so uh, so uh Mm. and he he is just the sweetest guy you ever want to meet um so we I, I I had written the record along with the with my producer and and my very very close friend and writing partner Phil Thornalley in um in in London and um and we had we had 10 songs on the record uh and and he came to me after we had finished recording we were in the process of mixing everything and he said you know we need one more song we need one more song and I'm like um, I don't know. you know, well, let's let's come up with something. He came up with the idea uh, for for the 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 initial idea of the song, and it just developed from there. and uh, And I thought that after it had been completed, that it would be really, really good to bookend the the entire record. Mm. Uh, like anybody listens to a record from top to bottom these days. They usually just skip around. But we thought it would be a really good idea to bookend the record with more love at the uh, as the opening track. and then what's so funny about peace uh, peace, love, and understanding the Elvis cut uh, the Nick right. Lowe track at the very end. um you know, I, uh, I I just think that that, yeah, we could certainly use uh, more love. we, well, you we, put we, we could out, all
2: you yeah. put this out before um what's going on in Ukraine so uh, you put it out last year Uh, yeah so it's very relevant now Um,
0: obviously somebody didn't listen
2: (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um now now also obviously touching on utopia you're going out on the road in July right yeah we
0: have some shows in July my my uh, my version of uh, of the band that I was in for about 10 years with Todd rungren Willie Wilcox and Roger Powell yeah. um, it was a great band I, um, I I owe so much to those guys individually and collectively for uh, the start of my career and uh, uh, and so, There was a time where, in in the 90s and early 2000s, when people would come up to me and at every show, and say, "Why don't Utopia get together again? Are you guys ever going to do another record? Oh, it would be so great to have have you guys together again and playing music and playing those songs that we all grew up with." And I just decided that, you know what, I'm going to do it. So once every year uh i put my own band together i put uh, the another three musicians and myself and we've learned a bunch of utopia songs and we go out uh and we play um like deep tracks from utopia mm-hmm. albums and it's i just have a great time doing it and so we were going to do about seven or eight shows in march uh unfortunately three of them got moved to july and now i'm doing Three shows in New. Uh, on the 27th, we're in New York at Sony Hall. The 28th, we're in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, and on the 29th, we're in um, uh, uh, Long Island, New York.
2: Right.
0: And one very exciting thing is happening at to, with at least one of the shows. We are. I'm partnering with the School of Rock in Philadelphia, and we're having um, because I want to promote um, uh, new, uh, uh, and young musicians being able to, to experience, uh, uh, being on stage. So we're, we're having a, a band from the school of rock open for the show in Ardmore, Pennsylvania at the Ardmore music hall. So there'll be 14 kids on stage before I hit the stage playing and I'll probably wind up coming on stage with them and doing a song with them. And I'm just, I'm really excited about that.
2: Well, the utopia reunion I'm trying to think was that 2015 or 16? 18 oh 18. 18 wow I'm going back mm-hmm. further um yeah man, that was one of goldmine's biggest uh selling issues on the newsstand are you serious really yes, I'm very serious um wow you know bigger than putting the stones in the who um come on you
0: got to be kidding me no I'm
2: not because I think um you know people were excited about the band coming back right so when they saw the band on the cover, they uh, we had to take one of them. Uh, uh, who was it that we had we had to take someone out of the photo. Uh, Ralph. Of, yeah, we Ralph.
0: Had photo, photo. Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. Unfortunately, Ralph. Yeah, Ralph got sick and couldn't uh, right. couldn't join us.
2: And yeah, that was one of the best selling issues in the last uh, about ten years. Um,
0: uh, that's really I'm impressed, actually. <laughs>
2: People were really excited about that coming out. And mm-hmm. uh, after the issue was done, you know, it um, off the newsstand, people were yeah, writing yeah. in saying, how can I get a back issue? And at wow, the time, we great. didn't have any back issues uh-huh. or we had very small amount. Uh, we didn't uh-huh. sell them online like we do now. So Yeah, I have mine. Yeah, we had a flood <laughs> of people asking. Um, uh-huh. It was very cool. Um, but what was your favorite moment? Um, was the reunion one of your favorite moments as a Utopian member?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, there's that, that saying, you know, and Joni Mitchell says it better than anybody. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. The 10 years that I spent in Utopia were, they were, they went by like that.
2: Mm. And,
0: uh, and no sooner did i join in 19 in 1976 actually we're 10 days away from the day that i went to woodstock uh to to audition for the band mm. uh uh 44 years ago or 45 years ago um and, and and then next thing you know it's the last show uh of the we did a tour called uh, "The tubes in utopia was the last Proper tour that we did as a, a four-piece in the 80s. Um and you know, then I went on to do a bunch of other stuff, like I played with Joan Jett on Paul and Oates and Patty Smith and I mean Patty Smythe and um and then Meatloaf, uh Richie yeah. Sambora, and you know, just a, a bunch of other musicians that yeah, I am blessed to, to be able to say that. Um but I always go. I always went back to my uh, to my roots with Utopia, and I think that um, to answer your question, it was just the simple fact of being on stage with Todd and Willie, and unfortunately Roger couldn't do it. But we had this amazing keyboard player guy by the name of Gillisayus, who mm-hmm. is making a very very big name for himself these days, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, it, it, and so just being on stage and record and and playing those songs in front of an audience with the, with three quarters of the original band, uh, or at least the original band that I was in um, was just, uh, it was thrilling. And, and I, I, am just so grateful for that experience.
2: Yeah. The fans were very excited. Um, Mm -hmm. They didn't want it to end, but you no no, you've, you've had quite a bit of experiences. Um, I've heard you had, uh, well, you, Utopia toured, uh, they played Networth in 1980, right?
0: Was uh, it was 79, I think. Was it 79? 79?
2: Yeah. I mean, that had to be quite a, an experience.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, we had played uh, the two years before that with the Rolling Stones. It was one of the first Did you? huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We played at Networth um, in 77 with the Rolling Stones. Um, and... Uh, that was like, you know, I mean there was there was I think it was 300,000 people. Well, I
2: heard a so, cool story about Paul McCartney, he um at Nebworth. Yeah, was that one of those shows.
0: It, it was that was at the Rolling Stones show. Uh it was in 77 at the Rolling Stones. And uh Todd was uh you know, they it, it's an outdoor festival, so there's a, a huge catering tent that everybody uh, gravitates towards to you know between bands uh and uh and i walked into the catering tent in the afternoon um and i see todd uh at a at a, a bench table uh having a conversation with paul and linda <laughs> and i i went up to him and uh, in the middle of his conversation and i whispered in his ear i said if you don't introduce me to him right now, I'm leaving and I'm going home. You will never see me again. <laughs> and uh, okay, so he introduced me to Paul. I sat down and I had a, a wonderful 20-minute conversation with him and Linda. They had just purchased Buddy Holly's catalog. They were doing, uh, give my regards to Broad Street, and um, and he he could not have been a nicer guy and. Uh, I, I will remember that. I, unfortunately, no one took a picture, but uh, but it's one of those memories that that will stay with me forever.
2: It's amazing because Todd has. It seems like he's produced like uh, everyone's album, at least one of them. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. he produced a Paul McCartney album. Um, well,
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, now another thing I love is that you're dedicated. You you spent a lot of time. Um, uh, about the benefits of recovery, and mm-hmm. um, and you performed with the Blackhearts, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, so you must know yeah. Ricky Bird's contribution to the cause as well, uh, which is quite, um, quite amazing.
0: You know, uh, I, I I I hold Ricky in the highest regard uh, because uh, I'm, I, uh, you know. I wouldn't be here talking to you if I wasn't in recovery, um, and I am one of the fortunate people to be in long-term recovery. Uh, there are uh, millions of us out there, and uh, Ricky uh, uh, and I guess we just both broke his anonymity, but it's okay. I think it's fine. Um, uh, he was he he got sober uh, a couple of years before me and uh and had to put up with me uh as a a a, a troubled soul putting it mildly um and you know ricky uh his whole uh music career revolves around recovery now and i just think i think it's really it's just so brilliant what he does Uh, all the records that he's done um all of his records now are recovery based and uh the music's really he's, good he's, yeah it he's, is it's know. well you know it's ricky it's ricky bird he's you know he's like kind of he's got that stones vibe and that you know that kind of like you know that 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 the, the keith richard swagger uh and uh he does it really well
2: yeah yeah th- what do i mean by that is that it's not preaching really it's it's got no he includes a groove with it and you can you know, get into the music first, and then dig into the lyrics. So, yeah, uh, I really like that. He,
0: his control his contribution to the uh, to the recovery community is is is, is so admirable, and uh, I'm proud to to call him a friend.
2: Well, I wish you all the luck with this podcast. I think I think you have something there. Um
0: Thank you, Patrick,
2: and uh, I'll be keeping track of it. You know, but thank you so much for taking the time
0: thank you and, uh, very very much patrick
2: we'll talk soon Chasm. thank you okay man
0: thank you bye-bye Bye
2: now. thank you chasm sultan thank you for the interview we'll wish you all the luck with the unsung podcast you can definitely see that podcast becoming a tv show or tv comedy series sitcom what have you and also people if you want to check out his radio show go to radio woodstock WDST 100.1 FM and that's uh, a live chat too on Sunday 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time and also don't forget to pick up his solo album 2021 you can find that at your local record store don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and also go to shop.goldminemag.com for exclusive vinyl Unique vinyl, unique CDs, and collecting materials. And, of course, don't forget to pick up the print magazine if you're not a subscriber already at Select Barnes & Noble and Books A Million Stores. This is Pat Prince, editor of gold mine signing off. We'll see you next time on the gold mine Podcast.